0: Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects
1: of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately.
2: All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. In today's episode, we will hear some of the most inspiring weight loss stories powered by plants, plus healthy recipes and holiday meal ideas from some of our favorite guests and chefs. This is part one of our Healthy AF series to help inspire you to have a total wellness and weight loss transformation. And don't worry, you don't have to do it alone. In fact, if you are ready to get healthy AF in 2023 with me and other Food Heals Nation listeners, stay tuned to the end of this episode and I will tell you exactly how we can have a total health and wellness transformation together in 2023. But first, I've got interviews with Marlon Risen, who lost over 150 pounds by going plant-based. I've got Kathy Davis of Inspired who lost 40 pounds by going plant-based. And then I'm talking to Chef AJ, who reversed cancer, lost weight, and completely changed her life by going from a junk food vegan to Whole Foods Plant-based, And finally, we're healthifying and veganizing your favorite Italian dishes and holiday recipes with Leslie Durso and the Jingslingers, Jay and Joy. So let's dive right in. Next up, my interview with the plant-based G, Marlon Risen. Roll it, Roxy.
3: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
2: Your story is incredible. You lost over 150 pounds by going plant-based, which is... Yes. A bigger person than me. You lost a whole me, you know.
3: (laughs) Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Feels incredible too. Feels so incredible.
2: I bet. So tell me about that journey. How did this start?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny because the weight loss is the big thing that people tend to pay attention to and ask me questions about. And it wasn't something that I was intentionally setting out to do. I was only trying to get healthy. So I guess it was around three years ago, actually. Three years ago, July 3rd, was uh, the day that I had transitioned into a plant-based vegan lifestyle. And what got me turned on to it was one afternoon, just like most people, kind of Netflix and chilling and ran across What the Health. And I'd say probably halfway through it, I was like, whoa, you know, the information just shook me. There were so many things that um, that I wasn't familiar with as far as health, lifestyle, uh, different things that I could do to improve the health of myself. And so, you know, as I've been getting older, I said, you know what, you know, I probably should do something a little bit healthier. And so sure enough, that day on the spot, I said, cleaning out the refrigerator and uh, I'm going to change my lifestyle. So yeah, so I immediately changed and it was a pretty easy transition for me. I'm one of those types where once I buy into it, And I believe the information and the research, you know, I go all in. So I changed up my food and it's amazing because everything else that I did was pretty similar. I've always been, you know, heavy into working out and staying active and whatnot. So I continued to do that. But as my food and my diet changed, I felt my workouts getting better. So I found myself working out harder and harder and harder and feeling better and better as I did it. And so it was funny because I knew I'd lose a little bit of weight. And so lost a few pounds here and there. And I was like, okay, I'm losing some weight. I knew I would, giving up, you know, all of the animal-related products. But next thing you know, about four or five months into it, I was like, okay, wait a minute. You know, I've lost, you know, a lot of weight. And I'm having to switch out a whole new wardrobe a little bit faster than I thought. And it kept mm-hmm. melting and melting. It was funny because I went to my doctor and I was like, hey, man, you know, should I be losing weight like this? He said, absolutely. He said, what's happening is your body is getting to the, the design, the size that it truly should be. So once he told me that and everything was, was all good, you know, I just continued to uh, follow along that path. And next thing you know, you know, I'm down around, like you said, a whole person plus some, if it was you. So yeah, yeah. So yeah it's the best thing I've ever done for myself, hands down.
2: I love stories like this. And how long did it take you to achieve that dramatic weight loss? And were you vegan overnight or were you slowly introducing swaps?
3: Yeah, it was actually vegan overnight. So when I tell you that afternoon, you know, after I watched What the Hell, I cleaned out the fridge and started eating vegan that that evening. So it was an immediate thing. And as far as the weight loss went, I'd say I probably lost that first hundred pounds within first year, first year and a half. And then after that, you know, I kind of lost count. And so I remember one day, not too long ago, I got on the scale and I was like, wait a minute, I've lost over 150 pounds. This is crazy. So yes, it's probably been a couple of years that it took to get all of that weight off, but definitely that first year, it was about a good hundred pounds that I ended up losing, which like I said, it was not in my plan. I had no clue that it was going to happen, but definitely one of the best things uh, that I could have done for me and my health.
2: And what was the reaction from family and friends? Pure
3: (laughs) When I tell you, people would look at me and say, okay, this just happened the other day again too, but people would look at me and say, okay, I know this guy. He looks familiar, but I don't recognize the body type. And so after I'd speak out loud and whatnot, then they'd say, Marlon, oh my God, you look incredible. So there have been, when I tell you, tons of family and friends who've seen pictures or whatnot on social media or run into me. I mean, they've all been extremely excited, happy for me. Most of them obviously want to know, you know, how did I do it? You know, one of the best things that I've seen is I've probably had at a minimum, I'd say 12 to 15 of my friends and their entire families that have transitioned into plant-based lifestyles too, which For me, that's the biggest accomplishment or achievement is seeing, you know, people who I care about and who I love deeply, seeing them transition and reap some of the same benefits that I have. So they've all been, you know, extremely happy, pleased for me. And the good part is, you know, not all of them have transitioned into doing what I do, but they all have at least paid closer attention to how to live a healthier lifestyle. So for me, that's the biggest benefit is seeing people who I love and care about, you know, take better care of themselves.
2: I love that ripple effect that you've had, and it's just going to continue. And, you know, maybe it started with the film, and then the film led to you, and then that led to 12 to 15 other people. And it's going to go on and on and on. Someone listening right now might be inspired to make the change. I love that.
1: Absolutely.
2: um, So you went plant-based, you watched the film, but it was really for your health. So what were you experiencing before? It wasn't about the weight loss, but you had chronic health conditions,
3: right? right? right, What what were you feeling? Um, I dealt with a lot of things ever since uh, childhood and I know like a lot of people you know we've been taught and we believe that you know things that we've dealt with especially chronic issues that our parents and grandparents have encountered also we believe that it's just passed down you know it's something that we have to deal with so for instance for me you know I was dealing with lots of upper respiratory issues so all the way back to my childhood I had asthma issues I was in and out of the hospital with pneumonia and other upper respiratory problems. I also had, as I got older, some high blood pressure issues. I also dealt with Uh, acid uh, reflux, arthritis, heavy inflammation, a lot of little things along the way as I got older, I was dealing with. And what's amazing, and this is probably another, besides the weight loss, what's really captured a lot of people's attention is, when I tell you everything that I dealt with went away as soon as I changed my diet, and I'm talking about within three to four weeks, I was feeling and noticing significant differences. The acid reflux probably went away within, I'd say, two months maximum. The soreness that I was having in my joints, my lower back, things of that nature, that was gone within at least the next month to two months. And I know a lot of that had to do with weight loss. The biggest thing I'd say for me was definitely growing up with asthma and just being outdoors and dealing with a lot of that. You know, It would be depressing at times just because I'd want to be active and whatnot, but I couldn't really enjoy myself because I'd have issues. But I tell you, After I changed my diet, within no more than maybe four to six weeks from being out and about, and I love to hike and do things outdoors, when I tell you I had absolutely no symptoms that I was dealing with, I knew for certain that this has everything to do with the diet. I told my mom about it, too, because we had talked probably... Four or five months after I made the transition, she said, hey, so how are you feeling? And I said, incredible. And so that's when I mentioned to her that I wasn't having any issues as far as asthma or upper respiratory. And she was like, that's amazing because we fought that all throughout your childhood. And I'm talking about going to an allergy doctor, all of those different things. It's amazing. All that money, time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears that was spent into trying to fix the problem a lot of that, if not all of it had to do with my diet. So needless to say, the diet has cured many things, many ailments that I've dealt with.
2: I know. And it's like, I hear your story. I've done over 300 interviews at this point in time, and I still get chills. Like I still (laughs) get chills hearing your story because it's like, it was the food, food matters, food heals or food kills, right? Yes.
3: Yes, absolutely. And It is amazing. And I'm sure you had that moment too, where that moment of clarity. And for me, I'll never forget when I just realized I said, I'm not dealing with the issues that I used to deal with. And it made me pause because I look back and I said, How many years have I dealt with so many issues that I didn't have to just based upon the food choices that me and my family had made? And so it's like you said, you know, I get chills here and other people talk about it. For me, what's most exciting is seeing the benefits that people have from making this adjustment. I love seeing people have a different level of excitement as far as life goes, as far as experiences go, as far as doing things that they haven't done since they were young or since, you know, before an injury or something happened. So like you, it's extremely inspiring for me to hear people's stories. And that makes me, you know, even more inspired to tell people about you know, how it's helped me and hopefully it can help others in the
2: future. Absolutely. I didn't go plant-based overnight the way that you did. Essentially what I did was I was giving up one thing at a time. And I remember one of my aha moments was giving up dairy and My skin was so beautiful and so clean, and I literally haven't had a breakout since. Like, I have not had a single pimple or skin lesion or anything. Like, my skin just all of a sudden was beautiful, and I was like, wow. And for women who, you know, we're obsessed with skincare and trying to anti age (laughs) ourselves, it's just like, oh, this is really all you have to do is give up whatever it is in your diet. Which for me, yes,
3: yes. You know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I'm one of those types where I always want to take good care of myself as best I can, but. Once I made the transition into the vegan lifestyle, I started paying closer attention to my skin and things of that nature, like you mentioned, only because I saw the improvement. And like you said, once I gave up dairy, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not seeing any pimples, blemishes, just a lot of little things that we may deal with on occasion. I wasn't dealing with any of that anymore. So now, and it's funny because you know some of my friends will laugh at me and they'll be like, okay, you've definitely turned... Into more of a metro male since you've made this vegan transition. But, but, <laughs> but now I pay, you know, but, but now I'm paying attention to how my skin's looking, how it glows in the sun. And, and, yeah. and I tell people, I'm like, look, you know, I'm as manly as it gets, but I said, trust me, you know, I'm compassionate and I do care about my skin. So don't say anything when you see me, you know, trying to take good care of myself because I'm like, hey, we only get, you know, one layer of this, one set of this. So for me, I'm gonna take as good care as I can with it and have it be as beautiful as possible. Nothing wrong with that.
2: That is so funny because someone called you Metro. Someone called me narcissistic (laughs) because when I started feeling better in my skin, better in my body and feeling like a pretty human being, I started posting more selfies and stuff like that on Instagram (laughs) and all the things. And it was like, it's not from a narcissistic perspective. It's like, hey, you can have this too. Like I lost weight. I feel better. I look better. I have more energy. And it's like, I don't care what you think.
3: Absolutely.
2: I just want to inspire and you just want to inspire. And I love that.
3: Yes. And that's the beautiful part of it. And I tell people, and you know this too, and I can tell just from some of the things you've said, the mental side of this also is so huge. I mean, when you change the way that you feel day in, day out, you can see the results of that in your body and how it's adjusting internally and externally. When you're feeling like that mentally, You're such a different individual and you do find yourself naturally, organically putting yourself in front of maybe people even more so because you want to share in this experience with everyone. And so, you know, I commend you for doing that. I tell people all the time, I'm like, be proud of everything that you're experiencing with this lifestyle. That's a beautiful thing. We should all feel this good. So for me, you know, I love seeing people like yourself who are like, hey, I'm proud of what I'm doing. I'm proud of the effort that I'm putting into my body, my health, you know, this world, everything that I can contribute. So I love seeing that. So kudos to you for putting that out there.
2: Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> yeah. all in this together. We're on a movement and a mission and it's not going anywhere. It's only going to grow. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm with you. And let's delve into that a little bit. So what happened to me is that essentially I lost both of my parents to long battles with cancer. When I was 25, I had lost them both. And that's when my eyes were open to the fact that food heals or food kills. And so I went on a mission of discovery and learning about alternative medicine and nutrition and how the body was designed to heal itself if given the tools to do so. And it's like, when you were asking your doctor, is this weight loss safe? And he said, (laughs) you know, you're going back to your set point. It's like your body was just striving for that homeostasis it couldn't get to because it was over-toxified, right?
3: It's amazing. Yes, you're exactly right.
2: Yeah. And so I was so obsessed with the physical that I missed out for a while because I was learning and learning and learning on the mental emotional, and spiritual. Because all of a sudden I was like, all right, I'm plant-based and everything is great, but I was missing one thing. And for me, it was healing the trauma that I had experienced and not grieving my parents' deaths. And so that was my next mission was, all right, I got to learn how to grieve. I got to learn how to let go. I got to learn how to forgive. And that is part of my nutrition journey because I believe had I not gone on the next level journey of healing myself, you know, emotionally and spiritually as well, then the plant-based diet could only go so far. So it was like all those things hand in hand were what enabled me to make my health transformation.
3: You are so spot on to, I think, what's happened to a lot of us. And it's funny that you say that because every person that I've talked to about, you know, the journey and whatnot has had similar stories to yours and to mine. You know, when I tell people, As far as the evolution and kind of the spiritual journey and maturation, you know, for me, it kind of evolved into, you know, and obviously, like I said, I started off at first where it was all about the health and me being as healthy as I possibly could. And as I did that, it opened up my mind to things that I never, and when I say never, things that I never would have considered even thinking about or caring about before. So, you know, a couple of the things for me you know, I never would have, and even when I first started in my vegan journey, I wasn't thinking about the animals as much as just, oh, I'm taking care of my health and, you know, the animals benefit, you know, for me, you know, not being a contributor to this. But as my mind opened up and as I lost a lot of the cloudiness that I had before, I became more compassionate, not only to myself and my needs, but to those of, of obviously my fellow humans, friends and family, but to all life forms. And so with animals included, you know, I found myself... You know, paying more attention to the welfare of every living being and paying more attention to, you know, how we take care of this earth, this universe all together. Little things, um, you know, to the point where, you know, I've got an electric vehicle now. And I know it's a small thing as far as, um, you know, my contributions, but what I've done, I've become much more conscious as to what it is that I'm adding to to, to this life um, that's happening today. But then also, trying to minimize the things that I do that could take away from not only what's taking place right now, but also, you know, for people in the future. So it's definitely made me a much more open, understanding person. But also, I'd say I've always been, you know, a lover of life my entire life, but... I'm definitely more grateful and more appreciative now than I've ever been before for everything that, you know, every opportunity that's come before me, everything that I've been able to experience, good and bad. You know, I'm grateful and I'm thankful to be able to experience everything that I've come across. And back to what you were saying, as far as how you were able to grow from the transition, the transition did the same thing for me. And so, you know, if you haven't seen some of my bigger pictures, you have to go to my Instagram and see some of my large pictures, but I was a big Gregarious, you know, powerlifting, just big, huge, just mountain of a man. And so, for people to see that big, serious guy who looked like a, you know, like some type of security guard, a bouncer or something like that, for people to see that serious guy and then now to see me who I am and as giving and as loving as, as I try to be and share with so many people, I love for people to see that, you know, part of my transformation too. And so, definitely similar to you and uh, your journey and your story, it's definitely opened me up so much more spiritually. And again, these are things that I would have never known. I would have never knew these things. You, could, you couldn't have even explained this to me before I made the transition. But once I got into it and I really got rid of all the cloudiness, all of the toxins, all of the you know, things that come with um, consuming you know, animal-based products... Um, it's made me just a more open-minded and a clear-headed individual. So definitely, uh, the spiritual side of it for me has been uh, huge as far as just how compassionate I am overall.
2: Yes, exactly. I love that. Well, Marlon, I would love to hear about the book, The Quarantine 15. What kind of recipes can we find inside the book?
3: Absolutely. Yes, there's definitely mushroom recipes off in there. I've got a few of them that have mushrooms based off in there. But you know, the cookbook, and just to give you a little background, the cookbook was something that You know, I came up with literally at the beginning of quarantine. I have a lot of people who asked me for, you know, recipes and different things to cook. So I said, you know what, got a little extra time on my hands. Let me put a cookbook together with some of the favorite things that I love to cook. So in the cookbook, I've got a variety of items, you know, and I tried to make them as easy as possible for people to cook. And one thing that I want to mention is, you know, as I was thinking about The recipes in the cookbook, I was thinking about, you know, obviously people who are interested in, you know, a healthier lifestyle. But I had to think about the fellas, too. And I said, all right, I got to make sure that these are recipes for my men, too, so that, hey, we can get in the kitchen, too. You know what I mean? We can get in there. We can have a great deal of fun. We can, you know, cook up some incredible meals. So let me make sure. I put some stuff together that's pretty easy to put together. So I've got a wide variety of a lot of people's favorites, some new things that I put together. One of my favorites, and I actually made this yesterday for a couple of people, was my uh, pizza quesadillas. It was one of those things that I kind of stumbled upon because I love pizza and I love quesadillas. And so as I was, you know, one evening, I was like, okay, I'm in the mood for something hearty. And I was like, okay, I wanted to do this. and want to taste like this and look like this. And so... Next thing you know, I had pizza crust on the top and bottom, had all the fillings in there with all types of incredible stuff, had that ooey gooey vegan cheese melting, dripping out of it. And so like I said, next thing you know, you've got incredible, you know, pizza quesadillas. I've got a uh, spicy uh, cauliflower chicken sandwich. And also for anyone who doesn't know the incredible nature taste flavorings of cauliflower that's another one that that you need to make sure you get on as soon as possible i love 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 using cauliflower for a majority of my meals too in fact as far as um you know what i eat on a weekly basis too if it's not mushrooms a lot of the times it's cauliflower so cauliflower is definitely another one of my top options so i've got spicy cauliflower uh chicken sandwich in there i've got my fried oyster mushrooms in there. In fact, I'd say probably if there was one recipe in there that I've gotten more messages on, people sending me pictures and whatnot, it's definitely the uh, fried fried oyster mushrooms. I mean, those, they're very easy to make. And once you, you know, get it down as far as, you know, what you like and the way you like it seasoned and, and you kind of adjust it to what works for you, I don't know if there's a better fast snack that not only you will like, it's great for the kids. A lot of people that I know have made it for their children. And it's funny if you're ever trying to sneak a healthy option in for them or a healthier option, uh, definitely the uh, the fried oyster mushrooms are great. So got a lot of good recipes like that. I've also got some dessert items. I've got one of my favorites as a kid was pecan crispies. I mean, those cookies used to drive me crazy when my mother would make those. I'd, all, I'd beg her almost on a weekly basis, please, please, please. So anyways, we were able to uh, veganize that. So I've got some vegan baked goods off in there also have a blueberry cobbler that is to die for. That's, as I said, all vegan. So a lot of great food uh, that you can eat, you know, and what I wanted to make sure I did was, you know, show people that, you know, just because you're eating, you know, a vegan or plant-based lifestyle doesn't mean that you're giving anything up. In fact, you're actually gaining so many things in the transition. So I wanted to make sure I showed people a few of the things that they're gaining as far as some great food options.
2: I love that. Yeah. I don't think if I hadn't gone plan-based, I would have realized the incredible, delicious vegetables that I just didn't realize were so flavorful because a lot of times vegetables are just ditched in some sauce. And so the only flavor you're getting is that sauce. But like recipes like yours. And oh my gosh, cauliflower. I make everything with cauliflower. Like <laughs>
4: cauliflower
2: steak, cauliflower popcorn. I even do like cauliflower. I'm no chef. So this is just me doing my best, but I <laughs> I dip it in butter and it's like cut it. So it's like having lobster dipped in vegan butter. It is so mm. divine.
3: <laughs> mm, that sounds good. And it's funny talking about cauliflower earlier today. And I was, and it's funny because whenever I get in the kitchen, sometimes I'll have a plan, but other times I'm just, I'll go for a vibe. I have, I'll turn on some music and I'll say, okay, you know, let's just, let's just see what vibe I'm feeling. So today, you know, I was in more of a chicken, you know, Parmesan type of meal. And so I said, okay, I want that type of, of, of feeling, obviously without the animal harm involved. So I said, okay, how can I whip this together? And so I recently bought some cauliflower and I was like, Ah, uh, yes, I know exactly what I'm going to do. So I ended up getting the cauliflower, cutting it into uh, cauliflower steaks, I'm sure similar to you. So I threw those in the oven, had uh, breaded those a little bit, and then threw that on with some noodles and some pasta sauce and some other seasonings and some diced mushrooms because, like I said, I always got to include mushrooms with everything. So threw that all together, and I tell you, it melts in your mouth. I mean, again, I eat some of this food. And there are numerous times that as I'm eating, I'll shake my head and I'll say, I should have been eating like this a long, long time ago. Right? A long, long time ago. So I'm a big fan, similar to you, of, of cauliflower and it's great.
2: All right, Food Heals Nation. You can learn more about Marlon at plantbasedg.life. If you'd like to hear the full episode with Marlon, go back and listen to episode 314 of Food Heals. All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm here hanging out with Tina Anderson, the founder of Just Thrive, which is probiotics, but also so much more. So Tina, can you tell us what is a spore-based probiotic and why is it different from other probiotics out there on the market?
5: Yeah, that's a great question, Allison. Um, A spore-based probiotic is a completely different category of probiotics. So the majority of probiotics on the market are comprised of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium. Ours are not, and we did that very intentionally because we know that those strains are sensitive organisms. They have difficulty getting to the intestines alive. Spore-based probiotics have this endospore shell around itself, and that spore shell allows it to get to the intestines alive. It's really important to remember that a probiotic, in order to be defined as a probiotic, needs to arrive alive in the intestines. It doesn't need to be alive in the refrigerator. It needs to be alive in the intestines. So a spore-based probiotic actually has this shell around itself. And when it has the shell around itself, it's dormant and it allows you to swallow it. It gets, you know, it's able to handle the temperature, your body temperature, which is very warm, 98.6. It's able to get through the stomach acid, which is very acidic, very harsh, meant to be the heart gastric barrier and get to the intestines. And where once they get to the intestines, it takes their shell, its shell off and it goes into its live vegetative cell state when it gets to the intestine. So these are natural probiotics. These are the same type of strains that our ancestors, when they ate off the land, they ate roots and tubers off the land, they consume these probiotic strains. Um, so it's just, unfortunately, we don't find them in our environment today. So it's a very different approach than the majority of probiotics. One of the biggest you know issues is survivability. The ma- vast majority of probiotics Just simply do not survive that journey to the intestines. And most of them are basically dead bacteria therapy where spore-based probiotics get there 100% alive, where they're staying there for about 21 to 28 days and making a true change in the microbial environment. In fact, one of the studies that we did uh, right away was showing that just after about two weeks, uh, we saw a 30% favorable shift in the microbiome in the strains in the gut. So um, that's a pretty profound shift in just 30 days. So and and that's the reason we see such profound, you know, results with people who start on the product. So it's really exciting. And it's definitely the the new category of probiotics out there, even though it's where you know, our ancestors were consuming these strains on a daily basis.
2: Wow. We're always going back to basics, right? But we've <laughs> yep. made it overcomplicated. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for breaking that down for us, Tina. I really appreciate it. So Food Heals Nation, stop throwing away money on probiotics that are going to die before they hit your gut and heal yourself, boost your immunity with Just Thrive Probiotics. Go to justthrivehealth.com, use the coupon Code food heals fifteen. You'll get fifteen percent off your order. Tina, thanks again so much for clarifying that.
5: Oh, you bet! Thank you so much, Allison.
2: And next up, my interview with Veg Inspired's Kathy
6: Davis. So when I stepped on that scale that day two and a half years ago and realized it was at my highest weight ever. It wasn't a secret. Like I can't Mm -hmm. claim that I didn't know I didn't feel good. It was more of what's, I guess, like what was my priority? And at the time, ease, whatever was convenient, takeout, processed food, whatever it was, seemed to be the priority until I really took that step back and said, no, I want to be healthy. I mean, here we are traveling the United States in an RV, which we haven't even really touched upon. We're going to visit all these national parks and I'm winded walking around the flea market. Like I had to take control over how I was feeling. And what I found early on was a mindset shift. And that really was the game changer this time around. Um, I, my husband and I decided that we were going to clean up the way that we eat. We were going to focus on whole plant foods that were mostly unprocessed. And I remember saying to him, I remember we were in the truck driving to the store, and I said, You know, this is fine that we're going to do this, but we're going to Key West next week. Like, I, I don't know that we're going to be able to stick with it. And he said, It's not about perfection, it's Mm, about intention. He's like, You can have the vegan Key Lime Cheesecake in Key West. But what's your intention? Do you need it every day? Or would you be satisfied with it one time while we're there? Mm -hmm. And that really started to get me thinking about long term. Long term, this was a lifestyle. It was about creating a healthy lifestyle where I was day in and day out eating mostly whole plant foods that were unprocessed. And that was two and a half years ago. I lost the first 35 pounds I lost in the first six months. That was my first milestone. That was the first thing I was shooting for. And mm-hmm. at that point, that was when I was requested to write the first cookbook, the 30-minute cookbook. Mm-hmm. And because that cookbook uses a lot more nuts and a lot more avocados, the my weights plateaued slightly. And then I went right into the second cookbook, also using nuts and avocados and seeds, went right into the third cookbook, which was the budget-friendly. And then since then, I've said, okay, now my next milestone is 50. And it's exciting. At the time of recording, I'm actually approaching 50 pounds lost, which... Congratulations. Thank you. Is incredible. It feels good. I have... I mean... When I say I have more energy, I I just invite the I invite the listeners to go back and watch one of my YouTube videos from November and then watch Mm -hmm. one of the videos from now. Like you can physically see the energy just exude out of me now compared to. That version of me two and a half years ago, who was tired, really had to pull myself off the couch to to cook or, or write recipes or even test recipes, and then especially to film the youtube videos and then once I filmed the videos, then I had to schedule in time to edit them because I was just so tired. It was just this lethargic, just sick way of living I mean it was so I was right. just eating so much processed foods, and the journey to weight loss isn't easy, but it's so worth it. And when you start to shift your mindset towards creating a life where you eat foods that fuel and nourish your body as the daily habits, it doesn't matter if you grab a vegan pizza or a vegan cheesecake or vegan cupcake or chocolate cake and a glass of wine. Like those once in a while things don't really matter because you pivot right back the next day to those foods that align with your goals. And that's really been my method and that's what I teach people in my academy. Beautiful. Okay. So
2: tell me about the Academy. And then I would love some, like, I know that um, most plant based people have so many answers for this, um, but there's this myth out there for people that don't know us very well or spend time with us that, like, oh, you just eat salads and, you know, rabbit food. So I would love to bust that myth. What are some of your go to meals on a daily basis that are rich and delicious and full of plants and? make you so excited to eat cuz like i'm excited to eat people think
6: this is a diet of restriction this is a diet of abundance tell me what you think about that absolutely i 100% it's a, a i agree that it's a diet of abundance i eat more variety in foods now than i ever did the first you know 3 decades of my life before going vegan and right. you know one of the big things that i learned with with plant based is there's so many more options than you think but we were so programmed or we get stuck in that low variety with the the standard American diet that we eat that we don't think about the expansion and the abundance, as you said, I love that word, with a plant-based diet. And so some of my favorites, that's what you asked for. So I'm a taco fanatic. Pretty mm. much if you roll it up in a corn tortilla, I'm here for it. Um, okay. <laughs> I love to fill my... I, I could literally eat a different type of taco every day. I love to fill tacos with beans that have been simmered in taco seasonings, potatoes that have been simmered in taco seasonings. Um, I have a great recipe for chickpea El Pastor, which we could probably put in the show notes if you remind me. It's on veginspired.com, but it's chickpeas, onions, pineapple that you roast on a sheet pan. So it's one of those super easy meals. It's from the super easy cookbook. And then you serve that with a pineapple, cilantro, onion, Salsa. Like keep yes, it please. simple, <laughs> but keep it flavorful and really level it up. So I love tacos. I think they're easy. They come together easily and they're familiar, right? Mm-hmm. People aren't like, oh, I've never had a taco. They, yeah, yeah. You can throw anything in taco with your favorite taco toppings and it's plant based. You could do veggies, you can do lentils, you can do quinoa. I mean, it's just the options are endless. So tacos are a favorite. And then honestly, I love bowls like rice or quinoa or uh, potatoes on the bottom of a bowl loaded with veggies. Maybe some are raw, maybe some are cooked, roasted, and then a really yummy sauce. I always go towards a tahini sauce, but peanut sauces, uh, teriyaki, a nice clean barbecue sauce. Like I really just love a big bowl of plant foods smothered in a tasty sauce. Yum. Me too. And tahini makes the best like
2: um, salad dressings or bowl dressings. I can mix tahini with anything with no recipe. I'll just be like, all right, let me throw some uh, liquid aminos in there. Let me throw some tomato in there. Let me throw some lime in there. It. Let me throw some apple cider vinegar in there. I just gave you a recipe. Like that is how easy it is to make amazing sauces with tahini. That is one of my
6: favorite, most versatile. Plant based foods, 100%. Me too. I love it. And for those of you listening, it's also good in baking and it can be a substitute for um, butter or oil in cookies. Yes.
2: Yum. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay. Any more meals that you want to share or should we move to tips?
6: Uh, so one of the, the other thing that I always get asked is breakfast and I'm pretty simple when it comes to breakfast. I basically eat the same thing every day. It's just oats, plant milk, some ground flax, uh, frozen berries. I let it thaw, let them thaw. I let, put it, mix it all together and let the berries thaw, drizzle on some maple syrup. And it's my easy veg inspired oat bowl. But I also like to do cooked quinoa with cinnamon, vanilla, apples, like really starting to use foods a little bit more unique, maybe sweet potato with some apple, maybe a maple tahini sauce. So really looking at ways that you can again, familiar foods, using them at different times of the day. And then a couple of other takeaways. Snacks are a big question that I always get as well. My favorite snacks are hummus and veggies. Seems like an easy one. Frozen red grapes. Now, if you have a sweet tooth and you're always looking for something sweet, like a popsicle or ice cream, freeze some red grapes because they're great. You can just reach in the fridge and grab a handful and then eat them. And they're like candy, but they're also like a sweet treat, especially as we get closer to summer. Mm,
2: that's a good one. I put frozen red grapes in a smoothie with almond butter and I kind of call it my peanut butter and jelly. And it is mm. so good. That
6: does sound good.
2: Yeah. So easy too. And then I put all my powders in there and it makes it really healthy and full of superfoods. So easy to make things healthy these days. Learn more about Kathy at veginspired.com, and to listen to the full episode with Kathy, go back to episode 369 of Food Heals. All right, Food Heals Nation, mark your calendars because one of our favorite brands, Organifi, has a special Food Heals Nation discount, a special Black Friday and Cyber Monday deal for you. So go ahead and put this on your calendar that Thursday, 1124 to Monday, 1128, you can get free shipping when you spend $125 plus you're going to get a whole whopping 25% off your entire order when you use my code Food Heals. So everything's over at Organifyshop.com slash Food Heals. You can save 25% plus free shipping when you spend over $125. That is Thursday, 1124 to Monday, 1128. And we've got May here to talk more about the benefits of using Organifi. Roll it, Roxy. All right, Food Heals Nation. I'm here with Mae Steigler, CEO of Organifi, who is passionate about wellness and helping you live your healthiest, happiest life. Let's talk about adaptogens, Mae. How exactly do adaptogens work in the body? Like, How do we feel and experience the health benefits of these superfoods and adaptogens that are included in Organifi products?
7: So good. And so importantly, to take a look at understanding how to kind of expect and anticipate the benefits of including superfoods and adaptogens in your diet. Today, as you try a lot of new products that many consumers are trying, adaptogens and superfoods for the first time, I think so important to take a look at this closely and really first and foremost, recognizing that these are whole foods, uh, adaptogens, normally botanicals and herbs and mushrooms and amazingly powerful superfoods to support your body staying in balance and staying in homeostasis. Uh, and that's really like hormone balanced, um, stress resilient state that it naturally can be in. And the body works very hard to stay in that state. So these superfoods and adaptogens really support your body staying in balance. It's kind of like a, an upper hand and a, a little um, a little support, which is wonderful and really powerful. Different than, I'll contrast that, different than let's say stimulants like caffeine or, um, or even pharmaceuticals that have a, a direct effect not necessarily working with the body, but uh, making a change kind of on the body. So I think really powerfully um, understanding the benefit of adaptogens as taking time, typically like up to 30 days or, or even 60 days of consistent use to help the body come back into balance. It's really working with your body to ideally experience an optimal state of well being. And as we're talking to new consumers or new customers and community members, I always kind of offer this perspective to take a look at and kind of take take stock in your, you know, how are you currently sleeping? How is your digestion? How is your energy levels as you try on new superfoods? And then really importantly, and, you know, with Organifi, we're really passionate about having research-backed, clinically proven ingredients in our products so that you can feel the benefits of more energy if you take red juice, better sleep if you're taking the gold and, you know, the evening routine of chocolate gold and after dinner or something, or, um, the stress reducing and stress balancing benefit of green juice with the 600 milligrams of ashwagandha in there. So I think really importantly, recognizing that adaptogens and superfoods take time to work with your body. And it's really important to consume them consistently. And then really looking to those overarching, I would say like, uh, mile markers or like goalposts for optimum health and living digestion, sleep, energy, mood for hormone balancing, and recognizing that those are the areas that you're going to look to and anticipate feeling the benefit of superfoods. And I'm really passionate for um, kind of educating and supporting consumers, picking products that they can depend on getting results from. And that's like looking for quality, looking for you know certified um, third-party testing with ingredients to ensure you're getting the quality that you're looking for when you incorporate them. And something I'm really passionate about with Organifi.
2: Yeah, well, I appreciate that about you. I appreciate that about Organifi, Food Heals Nation. Our body is always striving for homeostasis, that perfect balance, and we can give it the helps help that it needs with these superfoods and adaptogens. So, go get your Organifi on at organifishopcom Heals, and you'll get twenty percent off your order. May, thank you so much for being here.
7: My absolute treat. Thank you.
2: Next up, my interview with Chef AJ.
8: I've been vegan now for almost 40 years, but a chef for about
7: 20 years,
8: and I was somebody who was you know, quite overweight and obese as a child, and even though I was vegan, I still did not have very good health. I was almost 200 pounds. I had the beginning of colon cancer, and when I learned that food, like you say, food really does heal, and I changed my diet, not just from a junk food vegan diet to, a, to what is like a health-promoting vegan diet, like I lost weight. My energy improved, I reversed my my precancerous polyps and my life completely changed and that was about 13 years ago and I was so excited by this information that I just made it my mission to share it with as many people as I could. That is beautiful. So how old were you when you got this diagnosis? I was 43 and I'm 56 now. Mm-hmm. So I was 43 years old. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I had some health benefits from being vegan. I had low cholesterol. I didn't have heart disease. I didn't have diabetes. But, you know, this you, you can only escape uh, the ravages of the standard American diet so long. I mean, you know, it will catch up with you at some point. Nobody gets out of it alive.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I know one of your big things is about eating unprocessed foods and avoiding yeah. sugar
8: And processed food. So do you think that was part of the problem? Oh, I know that was the entire problem because I hadn't eaten animal products or dairy in you know in twenty six years. But what did I eat? I ate sugar and flour and oil and salt and you know, you know, potato chips are vegan and and sodas vegan, and that's all I ate was I didn't eat food. I didn't eat any fruits and vegetables till I was forty three. And you know, that's a recipe for disaster right there. Now that's all I eat. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
9: My mouth just dropped open. I'm like you're vegan, but you didn't eat fruits and vegetables. Yeah, know my, my
8: husband used to joke that I was the only vegetarian that didn't eat fruits and vegetables, that he, that I thought Skittles were a fruit. And I did. You know, they were fruity flavored. They were the color of the rainbow. That was crazy, huh? I mean, who knew? I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know about food addiction back then, and I didn't know I was a food addict, because that's why I couldn't stop.
2: You know, it's really interesting, because a lot of people think when they go vegan, they are being healthier. But there are so many choices that you have to make as a vegan, as a vegetarian, to keep yourself healthy. It's not, you know, a clean bill of health just to not eat those products. You have to also incorporate exactly. the good products as well and cut Absolutely. The that's
8: why you know dr mcdougall lectures about what he calls the fat vegan because there are a lot of junk food vegans i mean it's still you know there's still benefits in going vegan i believe i mean it's certainly better for the animals and it's certainly better for the planet but if you don't eat fruits and vegetables and you just eat processed food whether it's vegan or not you're not going to be your best self and your healthiest self and i think at some point that's that's going to show or you're going to come down with some kind of disease uh, because of it. Yeah,
2: I know. We totally agree. So how did you start to deal with your cravings and your food addictions and get rid of that processed food and really make that shift?
8: Well, you, you, you just have to do it. I mean, I, I, this is something like, you know, if you're not, if you're a, an addict, if you're an alcoholic, for example, and you decide to become sober, you don't become s- sober by, by drinking less alcohol or by switching from, you know, vodka to light beer. You you become sober by completely abstaining from alcohol. And really that is the only thing that works for addiction. Moderate Moderation does well. First of all, I don't believe moderation works at all, anyway. But it certainly doesn't work for addiction, and so I just had to make the decision to to, to stop all those foods. And I couldn't do it alone at home. I went to a place called the Optimum Health Institute in San Diego. You know, I went to a live-in place. And there's many of these places. There's places in Santa Rosa like the McDougall Program and True North Health. So there's places you can go that that makes the detox easier. But at some point, you know, it's like ripping a band-aid off. You just have to do it. You know, if you do it slow, I think it actually hurts more.
2: That's great advice. So how long did you do the program for until you were able to leave and then incorporate it into your day-to-day life?
8: Well, um, the afternoon health program is three weeks, and I did one week when I first went, and then I went to their other campus in Austin and did a second week. I actually never completed my third week. But you know, it's like I always say, going unprocessed is a process. It didn't (laughs) happen overnight. I mean, there were were slips and slides along the way and bumps in the road. But you know, you just, the thing is, is you can never, you can't say that, well, you know, uh, I'm never going to relapse. That doesn't generally work. You just have to know what to do when it happens, and you just have to pick yourself back up and just get right back on your plan immediately. So, you know, it was... It was, it was a process it, it wasn't perfect overnight but i was i was way better you know and and it started with abstaining from the foods that are the most highly addictive sh- sugar flour and alcohol
2: so what would you say was the tipping point that sent you on your journey to really change your life like what made you make that decision
8: <laughs> well i woke up bleeding and i mean really bleeding bleeding profusely and that's without that was the tipping point because that was not fun and yeah. I, you know and so uh, you know and you know all my relatives had, had either had or died from these lifestyle related diseases which I didn't realize were lifestyle related you know it's just when you grow up with with fat sick people in your family you know you just assume that you get to a certain age and you inject insulin in your belly every day and that these things are normal and it really wasn't until I went to optimum health that I learned for the first time let alone from people that were doctors and nurses that what we eat have a has a profound effect not only on how we look and how we feel but what diseases we actually acquire and which ones we can reverse and I realized that you know almost all the diseases that Americans are suffering from, certainly heart disease, you know, these are preventable illnesses. These are lifestyle related illnesses and genetics really only pays a very small part. Genetics loads the gun, but it's what you eat. It's your lifestyle that pulls the trigger. And so, you know, once I learned this information, it was like, gosh, why didn't anybody tell me this? You know, cause maybe I could have made better choices sooner. I don't know if I would have, but at least it would have been nice to know. Absolutely. So what are you eating today? Like, how are you sustaining your health? Uh, uh, sweet potatoes are, the, my, are my primary source of calories, but I eat I, I eat what's called uh, ad libitum. I eat as much as I want, as often as I want, whenever I want, but of the right foods. And the foods are the fruits, the vegetables, the whole grains, and legumes. And that's what I eat. I don't eat processed food at all. I don't eat any sugar, oil, or salt. And I definitely don't drink alcohol. And I, I limit my high-fat foods. I mean, I, I think the whole food fats like nuts, seeds, and avocado are very healthy. But as a food addict, these can be real trigger foods for me, They're, these delicious, luscious, higher-fat Mm-hmm. food. So I, I, I kind of abstain for them or at least limit them. and But I get to eat as much as I want now and, and remain slim. I mean, I'm thinner than I've ever been in my life, but I get to eat way more food and it's, it's really fun and it's really delicious.
2: That's awesome. I love this yeah. philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the program that you did, what really do they do there that makes you get rid of the cravings or you just have to do that yourself? Do they have the emotional component?
8: Well, they, they did. At Optimum Health, there were, there were classes with psychologists, and they, they were very, very helpful. But I think wh- what they do to support you as you're detoxing is they're giving you the most nourishing food there. They they grow their own organic food there, and you're, that's all you're eating are sprouts and seed cheeses and fruits and vegetables and juices, so you're eating very, very high-nutrient foods. At the same time, you know, you're know doing things like wheatgrass and rejuvelac and, and, and things like that, so you're not only abstaining from the harmful foods, but they're feeding you just very very nourishing healing foods which which really helps but you know it does take some time it's not like you know you just it doesn't happen overnight and I think the longer you've eaten in a health destructive manner maybe the longer the detox can take but that's why it's so great to go to a place and do it in an environment of complete rest when you don't have to work and don't have any other stressors going on. So that's why these places can be really helpful for people making the change. And also you're with a group of like-minded people that are making the same changes and it's actually easier And when you have that kind of group support.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think having a community and doing it with other people is so helpful because it's hard to start something new on your own when you don't have the support of your family, your friends, maybe not even your doctor.
8: Yeah, absolutely. That's why these places are so great because community is really important and and that that can be a deal breaker for some people. And that's why some people really don't make these lifestyle changes is because they don't want to be, you know, the fish out of water, the odd man out, because it's so important to many people what their families and friends think of them that they don't want to, they can't dare to be different, even if it means saving their own life. Yeah.
2: And what did you find psychologically? We know that food addiction is very physical, but it's also psychological. Yeah. How did you clear your psychological addiction? You
8: know, I did programs. I mean, I work with individual people. I mean, there's a wonderful book called Shrink Yourself by Dr. Roger Gould that I think is probably the best book on emotional eating, and he also has a program by the same name. And I did that, and that was really helpful. But, you know, you, I don't know if you ever really overcome an addiction completely. I think you just change it for healthier ones. And so I had to start instituting healthy behaviors like regular exercise which I had never done and and meditation. And so you need to put in good things if you're taking out bad things. You can't just stop doing a behavior. You have to supplement it with something that's going to nourish you in other ways you know dr peak who wrote the hunger fix calls it mind muscle and mouth so it's not just changing the diet you have to you've got to move the body and you've got to do something to nurture your mind like yoga and meditation those kind of things so that's that's what that's what i did and that's what i still do you know because i don't think you ever really recover from any addiction i think you you can manage it and you manage it by doing health promoting behaviors every single day you know it's like that's what that's why they get that saying in in AA: one day at a time and that's really what it is and that's how life should be lived anyway i mean it's really all you can do
2: tell us a little bit about how you then took your new learnings, took your new life and transformed this into your career. You said, this is all you wanted to do. And now you have a website and a book and you're doing. Oh your yeah. And a pro- well, well, cause <laughs> you
8: know, people were, you know, when people see a change in you physically, especially, you know, when you lose 50 pounds, you know, we have, more than two thirds, actually, I think it's more than three fourths now of Americans who are overweight, and more than half of those are obese. And so, when somebody loses a significant amount of weight, you know, people notice, and it's like, hey, what'd you do? And you know, I would tell people, but it just it, it, until I created like a program, and I actually I, I run it in Los Angeles live, but I also run it online, the Ultimate Weight Loss Program. I, then I had a context where I could just teach people what I did, and you know, it's funny because the people that do it are having the exact same results. I mean, there were, you know, you see on these commercials like results. aren't, aren't. aren't typical i'm telling you results are typical if you follow the program and it's really just eating fruits vegetables whole grains and legumes i mean eating real food as much as you want but not eating processed foods is is and and animal products and it's it's amazing that i i mean like i'll i travel a lot and i'll meet people that are in my program i don't know everybody by name because there's so many and they'll say oh my god i followed your program i lost 200 pounds i'm like wow i mean that's amazing thank you you know i mean it's so it makes you feel so good that you're able to help people, and uh, and but mainly that it works and that it's sustainable and that it's delicious and it's really not that hard. The hard part is starting, you know, and the hard part because. When you're addicted to something, the thought of not having it again it can be really difficult, and that's why we don't say at the beginning you can never have sugar, flour, and alcohol again. But the reality is, is to recover that that is the truth. You know, we tell people let's just try this for do an experiment for 21 or 30 days. We can do anything for 30 days, and then what happens is at the end of that month they feel so good they've lost so much weight that they're they're getting a taste of what recovery is like. And and that doesn't mean to say that some don't relapse, and but but at least you got that foundation of of what what health
4: can feel like, you know, I always find it so amazing when you see these commercials, usually for medications where it says when diet and exercise don't work. And it's like they always
9: work if you actually do it. But oh my God, that but, cracks me up, that Oh, it, it actually makes me mad because it's like, they're lying right now. Yeah. They're giving people a way out and they're not saying, hey, the biggest problem is your lifestyle, the way you're not taking care of your body, what, you know, and the bad stuff you're putting in, maybe you should swap that out and move a bit more and things will get better.
4: But they don't say that. They say, when diet and exercise fail... Pop this pill. It makes me mad.
8: Exactly. Or I love the one that says, if if you have an erection lasting over four hours and they don't tell you that that, that impotence is caused by heart disease and that by the time a man you know, has um, impotence, he's already got advanced heart disease and that changing their diet will completely alleviate their impotence. You know, they don't tell you anything.
2: Wow. You? I did not know that. I'd heard of yeah, that before. Um, yeah.
8: Dr. Terry Mason from the movie Forks Over Knives, he says, if you have vascular disease anywhere, you have it everywhere. And and he always talks about impotence being the canary in the coal mine, the heart disease in the male often starts with the penis because those smaller, smaller arteries often get blocked first. Mm. And so if you want to avoid taking a blue pill, just eat a couple of green leaves, you know. Learn
2: more about Chef AJ at chefaj.com and to listen to the full episode with Chef AJ go all the way back to episode 78 of Food Heals. Food Heals Nation, ambient sounds, background noise, white noise and ASMR are all tools that can help improve your sleep, improve your cognitive performance, improve your concentration and even boost your mood. So that's why I love the Ambient Sounds from the Meditation for Women podcast. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, Food Heals, right now, you can also download the Ambient Sounds Meditation for Women podcast. And right now, the sounds you're hearing in the background are directly from one of Katie Kremitzos' shows. You know Katie. She's a good friend over here at Food Heels. She's been on multiple episodes of Food Heels, and I just love the work that she does. You can download the show and play the episodes in the background while you work throughout your day as you do your dishes, and my favorite, as you fall asleep, so you can be more relaxed, more calm more serene it's a great way to get out of your head and into your relaxation mode into that manifestation mode into that meditative quiet mode you know what i'm talking about i love when i can take a break in my day and get there and these ambient sounds are just a beautiful backdrop to your already beautiful life so make sure to head on over to Katie's brand new website, womensmeditationnetwork.com. You can see all the podcasts there, and you can subscribe to Ambient Sounds and seven other podcasts right from the website, or you can listen on your favorite podcast player. Check it out, Food Heals Nation, and let me know what you think. Next up, my interview with Leslie Durso, and we had fun with our podcast producer, Vince, who asked Leslie some very important questions about how to veganize and take the dairy out of some of his favorite Italian dishes. Roll it, Roxy. We can make things at home that taste absolutely divinely delicious, have less calories, are less clogging of the arteries, are healthier for you, don't have cheese, but sometimes we could have a cheese substitute or a cream substitute. Leslie knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I actually- i nodding was, my head yeah, <laughs> vigorously. And so before we got started, I was talking to Vince because he was like, well, how do you make this? And how do you make this? And I was like, well, Leslie knows the answer. So what are some of like the top questions that you have? Like- That you know, I want to make this, but I can't have this because I can't have dairy.
1: Well, the first one is definitely Alfredo sauce. I eat Alfredo all the time. And if there's a replacement for it, I would love to hear about it.
9: Yes, sir. Of course there's a replacement. I was actually lucky enough to go to the restaurant where um, Alfredo created Alfredo. It's in Rome. It's really cool. My great aunt told me about it because she went there when Alfredo was still alive and alfredo's
2: uh, a dude he's not just a sauce that's yeah, crazy. alfredo's
9: a dude he's not just a sauce i love that um yeah and he um she said he because they serve it table side there and they make it table side and so alfredo himself used to come around to every table and make it and he had these huge long gold silverware it's a big fork and a big spoon that mary pickford the actress had given him when she came and ate in his restaurant and so So he would come out there with his big giant gold fork and spoon and whip up (laughs) the alfredo so it's it's pretty cool i made my mom order it who eats dairy so that i could watch how it was made table side (laughs) um and it's 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 a lot of cheese it's a lot of cheese if you you're sensitive at all to cheese, I don't recommend it. But it's very, very easy to do. Cheese-free, dairy-free. I just substitute it out, and it also makes it a lot healthier. My Alfredo that I do is a cauliflower base. Do you want me, you want me to tell you how to make it?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> I want to hear it. Right?
2: Like, we're like, yes, tell us everything. Right? So
9: there's so there's four main components to the sauce: there's the cauliflower, roasted garlic. So you want to roast it, a whole bulb of garlic if you like. Um, lots of garlic. go for two. I don't mind. You're gonna caramelize an onion, uh, which I describe in depth on my on my website. and you're going to add cashews for a little bit of creamy. I find that if you make a fettuccine alfredo with just cauliflowers, it gets very dry. Same with mac and cheese. If you make any cashew sauce without adding in something else, it can kind of dry out very quickly. But that cauliflower keeps it really creamy. So Mm. the cauliflower, we're going to cook in a clear vegetable broth, and you're going to boil it until it becomes completely fork tender and can shred. So you're going to put that in a blender – with the the vegetable broth, with the caramelized onion, with the roasted garlic, with some nutritional yeast, with some of the (laughs) um, cashew that's been soaked, puree that up and salt and pepper to taste. It is simple, unbelievably delicious, addictive sauce. That sounds
2: so good.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really hungry now. Ah.
2: <laughs> I know I only have fruit on the table for us today. Sorry, guys. Which I've been
9: annihilating. It's so good. I love <laughs> summer fruit.
2: Oh, me too. And so, Vince, do you think that is something that you could do at home? Like, do you – are you like, I got this? Or are you like, I need more?
1: Well, I, th- I think I can do it. I'm going to give it a shot, I think, tonight or tomorrow. Yay, but, yeah, do it. I will. I mean, it
9: really is just – it's so simple, but it's just cooking the ingredients separately and pureeing yeah, them together.
1: Exactly.
2: Do you know what um, nutritional yeast is?
1: No, I have no idea what nutritional yeast is.
2: I used to not. That's why I asked. Okay, I think it was like one of the first episodes of the Food Heals podcast, I'm just being honest here, where someone talked about nutritional yeast and I didn't know about it and I started trying it and it is this most delicious thing that you can sprinkle over soup, salads, anything. You can put it into sauces. It is healthy and it tastes like cheese. So everyone that tells me I cannot live without cheese Nutritional yeast is step one. Put yes. it on your salads. Put it on every. What's in it? Put it, it on wasn't? your popcorn. Put what's it on in it? Popcorn. Oh, Nutritional yeast one. is
9: a byproduct of making yeast. That's why it's also called brewer's yeast. One of the really key things about nutritional yeast that is really good is that it's very high in vitamin B12, which is slightly more difficult to get as a vegan. Yeah. So the great news is you can just have nutritional yeast on everything and you'll be fine.
2: That's why my B12 is high because I put it on everything. There you go. (laughs) Every soup, every salad, every sauce. I I don't live without it. If I run, I usually buy like two or three at a time. If I run out, I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what I I don't know what to do now.
9: Well, it's a water soluble vitamin, so make sure you're taking it every day.
2: Okay. I am. Good. Well, I also have my Global Healing Center vitamin B12 that I put under my tongue. Oh. So I got the B12.
9: Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to find B12 supplements at any nutritional store, any, any health store, any grocery store. Yes. You just have to find a vegan-friendly one. Right. Will fall <laughs> open. I know. It's always, It always makes me laugh that so many B12 vitamins are not vegan when it's – people that don't eat meat that need the b12 supplement
2: (laughs) i know it's very confusing so if you're listening right now and you're like what okay you can go online and look this up but make sure that you're getting a plant-based b12 supplement when you buy it um global healing center is my favorite because they just have the drops you drop them on your tongue or under your tongue and they taste like Childhood, like they taste like childhood. an orange, like an yeah, orange it's very soda.
9: Tangy. <laughs> it's very tangy. Um, but also, it, even um, Whole Foods three six five tablets, uh, which are very inexpensive Done. and affordable, are great, and they are vegan as well. Perfect. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, what other questions do you have for Leslie?
1: Um, what about chicken Milano?
9: Chicken Milano. Chicken Milano is actually an Italian American dish. Oh, really? Uh, okay. but it is uh, chicken with cream and sun-dried tomatoes uh, and basil. Yeah. And so if you're going to have the chicken, you can easily substitute out the cream for a cashew cream.
8: Yeah.
9: Either soak your cashews overnight or boil them in boiling water for eight minutes okay. and then rinse them really, really well. Throw them in the blender with a little bit of water, some nutritional yeast, some salt, some pepper, and you'll have the base of your sauce. Wow, and that's be pretty delicious. simple. And if you don't want to do the chicken, then I would sub out and throw something else in there. If you're into like seitan, you could do that. But if you're not, and you're more into whole food eating. I mean, I would do it with zucchini. Do some oh, big grilled zucchini. zucchini steaks or even do... Um, because uh, sometimes chicken milano is fried and sometimes it's baked right so if you're gonna bread it and fry it you could bread and fry some big zucchini steaks and then put the creamy sun-dried tomato basil over that it
1: sounds so good
9: yeah i just came up with that right now but i think i'm gonna make that <laughs> yeah. very soon
1: i would like to see it sure that sounds really good
9: well i make the fried zucchini steaks and i can make the sauce so why wouldn't it be good together <laughs> <laughs> right
2: So are those things that your family makes a lot that you could maybe like make your own version of?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what my family makes a lot. So my family is originally from Ohio, so they're all in Ohio. So now I have to make all the recipes by myself, Mm. which gives me more flexibility because I don't have to deal with the cheese. So I'm going to try these out.
9: Are your family recipes written down?
1: No, they are not. Yeah. See, They're that's up. the
9: thing about most of the tradition. Most of the cultural recipes are not written yep. down. And so it's really important for our generation to learn them. And I really encourage anyone that still has parents and grandparents that are still alive to go spend time with them and just in the kitchen. Yeah. Learn everything that you can because that stuff is so important to pass down generation to generation. And those recipes are getting lost and dying. And it's just, it's such a tragedy. So it is. go get in the kitchen with your family. I
1: will. I will.
9: And I'm going to jump back really quickly to the breading and frying of the zucchini because I should mention the best way to do it because... Doing it um, and you eat eggs, you're going to dredge the chicken or the zucchini in the egg. You're going to flour it, egg it, bread crumb it. Yeah. But as a vegan, the best way to get things to stick is with aquafaba, which is the liquid from a can of chickpeas. And so Whoa. drain the can of chickpeas, save that liquid. And it's a fantastic egg replacer for so many things. But it is a great glue. So dredge the zucchini in flour to make sure it's nice yeah. and dry. Dredge it in the aquafaba, cover it all up, and then pat it into the breadcrumbs and then straight into um, wow. the oil to fry.
2: Yum. <laughs> I'm so sorry I, I didn't cook thought today, thought Alice. that and I'm
9: getting hungry talking about all that.
2: I know, but you cooked on the vegan Italian getaway. So like and I just went to your wonderful dinner party like what a week ago and it was so delicious. So I feel like I understand where you're coming from because all of your food is so good, but I still don't know how to make it because I'm not I don't have the knowledge that you have to know to drain the chickpeas and all of that. So this is yeah. amazing for me.
9: Well, yeah, I mean one of the things that we cooked in Italy and I I think I made for that dinner party as well because people Every time I have people over and I'm making Italian food, they ask me to make eggplant Parmesan. Yeah. And I have no problem because I love eggplant Parmesan. And 99% of the time it's done wrong. Or yes. not <laughs> wrong, but not the way that I grew up with it. Not well. Yeah. When you eat eggplant Parmesan, you should not have to chew it. It should just slide into your mouth and just melt. Yes. And it is just heaven. Mm. And it's not heavy breadcrumbs. There's no breadcrumbs involved. Please stop breading your eggplant when you fry it.
2: So what should they do instead?
9: So eggplant is simple. Slice it lengthwise. Let it sit. I half peel them. I will also point that out because that changes the texture a little bit. I like a little bit of peel on it, but you don't want peel in every single bite you take. So I kind of half peel and make them look like zebras. And then I slice them thin lengthwise, salt them, leave them for 10, 15 minutes, pat them dry, and then dredge them into flour straight into the oil. Mm. Just flour and oil, no breadcrumbs. Take them out, place them on paper towel, then layer it with tomato sauce, big whole pieces of basil, Don't cut it because the cutting immediately stimulates the basil to start turning bitter because you're cutting the cells in half. And so just place the whole leaves in there so they stay sweet. And then I make a parmesan out of cashew and garlic and onion and salt and pepper that I sprinkle in between all the layers so that you get kind of a texture and reminiscence of that with also nutritional yeast. Uh, <laughs> and then just layer that up in a baking dish and um, bake it until it's bubbling, and it will change your life. Wow, that it sounds amazing.
1: Genius. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm mind-blown right now. It's completely amazing.
9: Oh, Well, you know, as eggplant parmesan, it kind of got bastardized when it came over here people started using breadcrumbs to cover it and then they started using mozzarella with it which is not traditional in italy um some parts it is but for the most part traditional eggplant parmesan is just eggplant how i described cooking it with um parmesan in between the layers and that's it
2: and um you guys have a question for you because you're both um italian american and i feel like A myth around Italian food is that it's really based around, like, sauce and cheese. And what I learned from you, Leslie, at the retreat is that, well, the original pizza actually didn't have cheese on it. It was just Mm -hmm. marinara. Mm -hmm. And I feel that when I'm with my Italian family, they are all about the cheesy pasta or the cheesy pizza and obviously lots of other things on it. But what do you guys think? Like, is that your impression as an Italian-American, Vince? Like, is that what you grew up with and...
1: Yeah, I pretty much grew up on the sauce. The sauce is very important to me, mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't met a lot of Italians that said otherwise, you know.
9: Yeah, your sauce is the base of everything in Italian cuisine. I mean, there's the mother sauces of the world and then there's the mother sauces of Italy. And uh they're they're very important to master, but I think the cheese the American, the Italian Americans are the ones that really heavily put cheese yeah. on everything. Yeah. Okay. I don't I know how and why that started. If it was the da- or dairy board, if it was just cheese yeah. was more available here than it is in Italy. You know, there's whole parts of Italy that don't have cows so they don't have a whole lot of cheese in those regions there's regions that don't have eggs and so those people don't use eggs in their pasta so they they really stick to what's local and they don't import as much as we do here so yeah i mean the cheese thing is definitely something they eat cheese there they eat a lot of cheese there but they eat so much more here
2: I remember there was a documentary about this where, yes, in all these European countries, they do eat cheese and they do eat meat, but the amount on their plate is so much less than Americans. So in America, it's like, we're a vegan because we don't want to eat meat and cheese in every plate. But a lot of people can just benefit by simply taking them off of the majority of their plates, adding more fruits and vegetables. But if you're Italian American, you can still eat delicious food without all the meat and cheese. And there's a lot of seafood in our... I don't know where that came from, but there's a lot of seafood in our American Italian dishes as well.
9: Well, there's still a lot of seafood eaten in Italy because they do eat very hyper-local. So the whole coastline, the base of all the protein that they get, is from seafood. Oh, yeah. But it's true. If you look at, like, even in Italy, if you look at a margarita pizza, in the United States, it would be covered with cheese, which margarita pizza is just a plain cheese pizza. But in Italy, it's a pizza crust, tomato sauce with little dollops of fresh yeah. cheese on it. Yeah. It's not smothered in it, it's just little dollops of it. And so I, you're right, they just consume a lot less of it there.
2: All right, so to learn more about Leslie, you can go to lesliedurso.com and you can listen to the full episode with Leslie and Vince. Check out episode 229 of Food Heals. Next up, the Jing Slingers, Jay and Joy, share some of their favorite holiday ideas from their book, Food with Benefits. What are some of your savvy, savory favorite holiday recipes
4: to keep everyone healthy and eat
2: something absolutely delicious? Mm-hmm.
4: Week you can't go wrong when you walk in the house and you smell the cinnamons and the clove and all that from the pumpkin pie or, or the the even just the sweet potatoes. And you know we do our marshmallows and they're in our book. You can put the our marshmallows on it and they're all real good. And that's that's again that's for your paleo people. And then when you when you're doing you know more vegan and vegetarian uh, beautiful side dishes. Like just, you know, the Brussels and um, having things that are have more of that turkey kind of flavor by using the sage. Mm-hmm. You know, putting sage in things makes things have that, that same. And just like fennel makes things taste like Italian food. So you can do different things um, that are side dishes that are, you know, wonderful and savory. And we already talked about how to make the glowtatoes, which <laughs> is, you know, made from, from cauliflower. And so, the, Are these in your book? Food yes, with benefits? yes, it yes. is. Yes, the, I'll gl- plug you. Food yes. with benefits. Like <laughs> in fact, when, you, you can eat whole bowls of the glute potatoes with yeah, um with so with the gravy that we do with um portobello mushroom, and you would not know that that's not right. You know, you know, meat and actual
6: potatoes. Yum. Yeah. And,
0: and I'll use an example here too from from the book because we have um like gluten free pie crusts and things mm. like that. So just being able to make the switch out is is really important. So. I've I've been into health for a very long time and and I was fortunate in that when I started getting into it my parents were really open to changing their diet and lifestyle and, nice. and their food habits. So yeah. they've really been learning right right alongside all, all these years. But my mom was still a holdout up until just I don't want to call her out on here but <laughs> like like a year or so ago I'll say <laughs> that her staple for Christmas and Thanksgiving it was you know her apple pie. And she was just not wanting to give up the Crisco because she's like, it's my pie. Oh, the horror. The horror. (laughs) Um, So we finally, Joy showed her how to make the swap out and be able to use the uh, Nutiva superfood shortening that we used for like the the caramel sauce that we make, um, which is coconut oil and sustainable palm oil. And to use that instead, but people they have their their mom or their nana's recipe, or you know they they have that comfort food thing, and they're a little they're a little uh, scared to try and tweak it or improve it or whatever. But um, so it's really just all about the the swap outs. And so that's like with our Food with Benefits book, we have simple recipes in there like the coconut flatbread, super easy and quick. And then we have kind of the more chefy stuff for kind of all layers of culinary skill. But you know whatever people are trying to substitute or upgrade for their holiday you know they they can certainly do it it's entirely entirely possible
4: yeah yes. like eggnog and you can do it when mm-hmm. we had um we had friendsgiving which was most of our friends were are actually vegan that were um that came to friendsgiving so i have eggnog people want eggnog so we did sure. the eggnog and uh it came out beautiful we did it with um with coconut and coconut milk and and all the things that make eggnog eggnog and you wouldn't know the difference it was There's a lot of spices it, right yeah. just like oh, yeah. some kind of fat and yeah, a and lot of can, spices mm-hmm. and you can you know, switch that up and use um even half almond milk and half coconut milk and all of a sudden you've got you've got that yummy thing that you don't have to really give up but I, and I will say this you also don't have to live in an absolute hermetically sealed bubble like if you want to make your nana's beignets right, or you right. want to have you know that that stuffing that's you know made from a, a bread that Probably isn't something that hum- most humans should probably consume. <laughs> then you can ha- if you have it that one time, but you are going to pay for it. You'll feel it in your joints the next day, and, 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 and then yeah. take
0: your DNA detox to remove the glyphosate.
4: Right. <laughs> so we can eat anything if we take the DNA detox. That's <laughs> and, our excuse. And, and your
0: sauerkraut. Finish it up with some sauerkraut. So,
4: but you'll feel it, and you'll know because um, if you've been eating super clean for a while, then you you don't. Yeah. Um, you're like you know your rings are tight, and you wake up and your things are swollen, and the whole bathroom thing's not normal and you just you see it in your skin mm-hmm. puffiness under your eyes like you're like that's your body going nah brah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that experience so well
2: i've had it so many times where i'm like super clean and then i'm like i'm just gonna indulge and it's like a whole the whole next day it's like a hangover yeah not mm-hmm. even drink alcohol i don't deserve this no but i decided to indulge in whether it was a holiday or at a party or something where i did something that i quote unquote, shouldn't. But I believe that, look, once in a while, no big deal. But if that's happening on a regular basis, then I'm on my way to sickness and I want to
4: stay on my way
2: to better yes. and better yeah. health.
4: Yeah. yeah. And that, that was my point. It's just yeah. that like when you're at your Nana's house, don't push your pie away. Go, no, that's going to kill me. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think, you know, you, you have your polite piece and um, and then you maybe later on have uh, work it into the conversation yeah. about oh, or bring yours. Like, I've never had a problem, honestly, when I bring my stuff. Totally. Because they're like, they're eating the pie, they're eating the stuffing, they're eating the, you know, the potato, what they think is potatoes, and they're like, they're like, oh, yum, 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 yum. And I'm like, okay, that's, here we go. And they're like, what do you mean it's (laughs) not (laughs) potatoes? No, cauliflower. What? (laughs) And so they, it, it's sometimes it's the experience of it and they get immersed in it. And I, don't, I don't mean I'm trying to hoodwink people, but right. if I bring my stuff, then they know. Yeah. And, um, and then you see small changes and those, the small changes, those a little shave at a time is where, how you, you know, get to make big changes. So,
2: mm-hmm. all right, to learn more about Jay and Joy, head on over to jingslingers.com and you can listen to the full episode with Jay and Joy. That episode is 179 of Food Heals. All right, Food Heals Nation, well, I hope those stories inspire you and those recipes excite you as much as they inspire and excite me and make my mouth water, by the way. So what do you say? Are you ready to get healthy AF in 2023 with me? So in the last episode, you heard me talk about the program that starts January 4th. So let's go over what it will entail. We will embark on a four-month transformational journey together. What does that mean? We're going to meet every single Wednesday and just for about an hour and we are going to be accountability partners to completely transform our wellness, to completely transform our weight. And it's not a weight loss course, but the truth is while we get healthy, we automatically lose weight. And if you want to add in the peptides, those are going to make you lose weight quickly and it's going to keep you accountable along your journey. So let's talk about kind of the four pillars that we're going to go over we are going to deep dive into functional medicine. And we're each individually going to get a functional medicine testing kit. And if you already have one, we can work with what you have. And if you don't, I will send out my recommendation on exactly what you're going to do. Then we're going to determine the perfect diet, the perfect supplementation, the perfect hormones, everything like that for your individual body, for your individual needs. As you know at Food Heals, I do believe there is not a one size fits all diet, exercise, nutrition program, right? We all have different needs based on so many factors like our blood type, like our DNA, like what's in the soil of the foods that we eat? Like what are we not getting enough of? What are we getting too much of? What are our individual food sensitivities and allergies? So what we're gonna do is determine the exact right foods for our bodies and we're going to work on our diets to create the perfect diet for ourselves. You will be guided by myself and functional medicine practitioners to create that perfect diet based on your individual needs. And then we'll meet every week to keep each other accountable. So the first thing you're gonna do is transform your health and your wellness by adding in the supplements you need, taking out the foods that you are allergic to, figuring out what other problems exist in your body do you need to change, right? Then we're gonna do the peptide therapy. This is optional, but this is for all of my peeps out there who wanna lose weight, who wanna reduce cravings, who wanna suppress appetite, and want to achieve your goal weight, your natural set point. This is what helped me lose nine pounds in six weeks, and I'm still going, so I will report back. But essentially, the peptide therapy is an injection you're gonna give yourself, okay? And it is going to help you jumpstart your weight loss and your wellness success. It works and it works fast and it works well. Then we're going to cultivate game changing daily habits. These are simple things you can do every single day that will completely change your wellness. These are game changing habits for a reason. So the number one thing that you're going to do is move your body. That can look different for everyone. I'm not prescribing you A hard exercise routine. I'm prescribing you, you need to move every day. And what does that look like for you? So we'll discuss what those can be whether it's getting your 8,000, 10,000, or even more steps, or whether it is getting yourself a personal trainer, or whether it is adding a certain amount of minutes of exercise routine to your daily habits, right? We're also going to add more plants. To your plate. You're not going to have an exact diet that you have to follow because, again, I don't believe in that. I believe it's individual to your needs, but what we will have is easy recipes and easy ways to get more plants onto your plate, which will instantly get more nutrition into your body. And look, into the bodies of those that you love. If you cook for your family and you've got kids, I'll teach you how to sneak them a ton of vegetables they won't even know. Okay, I got you. Then, we're going to do hydration optimization. So sounds complicated, but all that means is we are drinking half our body weight in ounces of water per day. Okay. That is going to change your energy levels. Look, you're going to pee a lot more, but that is going to completely help your body detox. This is such an important step on the path to total wellness and having a total wellness transformation. And then we're going to talk about intermittent fasting. We'll start with 12 hours. That is just the time that you do not eat between dinner and breakfast. So it's eating dinner a little bit earlier, eating breakfast a little bit later, right? Then we're going to increase because the more that we increase those hours, the more our bodies turn into fat burning machines. And the less we eat in that period of time, the longer that we live. So these four simple practices can actually have massive results. Then of course, we cannot do all of this amazing physical stuff without talking about the emotional underlying issues. We need to change our relationships to food. How do we do that? We're going to identify the underlying emotions that are holding us back from having the healthiest, happiest life and heal those emotions for good. Heal those food addictions, change the relationship that we have to food. Okay. I'm going to help you do that I will help you throughout this process. I will be your accountability partner. Then I'm bringing in guest experts every week who are going to take us through some of these practices, who are going to educate us, who are going to inspire us, who are going to get us excited, we are going to motivate each other. So you'll have me, you'll have other Food Heals Nation listeners, and you'll have experts and doctors way smarter than me to come along this journey with you. I'm really excited. If you're excited, if you want to have a total health, wellness, weight loss transformation in 2023, go right now to foodhealsnation.com slash Transformation, foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. You'll hear everything I just talked about right now, and you can go and join the group. When you join, I'll send you an email welcoming you. I'm not sending you an automated email. I am sending you a true welcome email from Allie myself, okay? This is a personal connection. I'm going to work with you. This isn't something what you're just going to watch passively. Look, you can watch passively if you want. That's fine, but I will be there, and other Food Heals Nation listeners will Will be there for you every step along the way. If you want to, if you want to make friends, go for it. If you want to watch passively, that's fine. But I really want your participation. If you're willing, it's okay. Really, you can go either way. But I want you to know that these options are available to you in this program. So to sign up, all you have to do is go to foodhealsnation.com/Transformation. As I said, press. Click here to join now, here are the payment terms. The refund policy is seven days, there are no exceptions. The total cost by December 2nd, my birthday y'all, happy birthday to me! So it's 497 dollars until December 2nd, then it will go up to its regular price of 897. dollars So that's a $400 savings, so get in on this now. Join by December 2nd for that amazing savings and also you need to know, That covers the cost of being a part of Healthy AF with me and with other Food Heals Nation listeners and experts. There are additional costs that may be incurred during this program. If you choose to do the functional medicine testing, it starts at $140. That's optional because you may already have your own functional medicine practitioner, or maybe you've already done the testing. So you've already done that that fee is gone, right? This is just if you wanna work with my personal functional medicine doctor. It starts at $140. If you choose to do the peptide therapy, which I do highly recommend, that starts at $250 for two months. I will recommend you where to go. Again, you are free to use any doctor or service that you choose. So those are the additional costs that may be incurred as a part of this program, depending on how you choose to participate. So I hope that makes sense. Again, I will go through the program one more time to get you excited, but just imagine if, in in less than four months, honestly, because once we get started, it starts to happen quick. So what if in less than four months, you could feel fucking fantastic? What if you could completely reboot your health, reset your body, and get you back the energy and clarity and drive to live the life that you want to live, to live the life that you dream about, to live the life that you've been too tired to live? Now, results can can happen fast, but This is not a quick fix. This is not an overnight success story. This is making conscious choices every day until it becomes an innate part of our day, until it becomes as habitual as drinking your morning coffee, which yes, I will try to convince you to switch to green juice, but hey, you can do both. Okay, (laughs) but over the course of the four months, you'll be educated and inspired and encouraged to gently change your habits so that you can have a total health transformation in four months. And it doesn't end there because after the four months, you'll have the tools that you need to continue to improve your health in every way possible with these four steps to total transformation. So let me know if you are in, again, functional medicine testing, peptide therapy. This is for everyone who's ready to lose weight. Game-changing daily habits. This is the moving your body, adding plants to your plant, hydration, optimization, and intermittent fasting. These are the things that will help Elongate your life, help you lose weight, help you get healthy and get your body back to its natural set point. Then, of course, we're going to do the emotional healing. We will do that together. You will have practices that you can do with us, and you have practices that you can do on your own. Every time you get that craving for food, you will now have something to do instead of eating, right? So, we're going to take the power back. We're going to have food freedom. We'll meet on Wednesdays for about an hour every single week. You are welcome to join live. I prefer that you join live whenever you can, but I know sometimes things can't come up and you can't, but don't worry because replays will always be available. If you miss a meeting, you will always be supported by myself and a team of experts hand selected by me. Many of them, you know, from multiple episodes of food heals to help guide you along your health and wellness journey. So it's all over at foodealsnationcom slash transformation. Just imagine in a few short months from now, you could have all the tools, all the strategies, all the practices, and a brand new mindset to end emotional eating, to drop the body shame, to lose the weight, to have more energy, to get rid of your chronic conditions, to get rid of your exhaustion, to completely transform your life and finally find food freedom for good. So if you're in, foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. And if you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram at TV or at Food Heals Nation or email me at info at See you next time, Food Heals Nation.